We forget history to our own demise. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. In 1993, both houses of Congress passed the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act, known as H.R. 1308. Are you ready for this? The House of Representatives passed the bill unanimously. The Senate passed the bill 97 to 3. President Bill Clinton, a Democrat, signed the bill into law. So I'm asking myself, why would the framers of the Equality Act, H.R. 5, currently before the United States Senate, want to repeal the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act of 1993? I think it's because they're forgetting history on purpose. David Schultz, writing for Middle Tennessee State University, said, Congress adopted the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act, RFRA, of 1993 to override a Supreme Court decision and provide greater protection under the First Amendment Free Exercise Clause. Now, the bill, it stems from, and this is so interesting, it stems from the experience of two Native American Indians who were dismissed from their jobs they had held as drug counselors for testing positive for peyote, which is a hallucinogenic drug. Now, they applied for unemployment and they were denied. And we'd look at that at face value and say, well, that makes sense. One problem. Peyote is a part of a Native American religious ceremony. Well, looking deeper, people realized that putting the drug aside, this was essentially an infringement on their First Amendment right to freedom of religion. And the outcry was so universal that the bill easily passed both houses of Congress and was signed into law by our president. Now, here's what the bill says, in part. Government shall not substantially burden a person's exercise of religion, even if the burden results from a rule of general applicability. So you're looking at that and you're saying, why are those who seek to pass the so-called Equality Act so bent on repealing this important piece of legislation? I think it may be because they've forgotten their history. Or it may be that they want you to forget your history, and it may be because they want to write a new history. You know, in his book, We Will Not Be Silenced, Erwin Lutzer, who is anything but a reactionary zealot, the man is about as level-headed as they come, reminds us of George Orwell, who said about the rise of communism, who controls the past controls the future. Lutzer also references the historian Arthur Schlesinger, who served as an advisor to President Kennedy. Schlesinger said, history, and this is so good, history is to the nation much as memory is to the individual. The individual who loses his memory doesn't know where he came from or where he's going, and he becomes dislocated and disoriented. So Lutzer, echoing Orwell, said, you know, if you can rewrite or even erase the past, you can help people forget who they are and you can forge a new future. In other words, history helps us remember who we are. Sure, it has some bad stuff, but it also has some really good stuff. Listen to this. 
All historians select what they believe is most important about the past and what should be ignored. But it's unfair to approach history with an agenda to prove when the facts say otherwise. Racism and various other sins are rather equally distributed among all the peoples of the world. We must distinguish the positive contributions from the negative and the victories from the losses regardless of which group or race we are discussing. Let us remember that the Germany that gave us Hitler is also the Germany that gave us the movable-type printing press. This same Germany gave us the Reformation that was the seed from which freedom of conscience grew. When Martin Luther said, My conscience is held captive by the word of God, I cannot and will not recant, he broke with 1,000 years of religious oppression. Until then, it was unthinkable that a man could say his conscience superseded the Pope or tradition. Luther awakened awareness of the priesthood of the believer and the rights of individual conscience, which eventually resulted in freedom of religion. The Germany of the Holocaust is also the Germany of Goethe and Schiller, the fathers of the German Enlightenment. The England that is so widely criticized for its imperialism is the country that gave us the Magna Carta, which presented the novel idea that even the king should be subject to the law. It is England that gave us John Wycliffe, who insisted that the Bible be translated into English and available to all who wanted to read it. It is England that gave us the writings of John Locke, who is acknowledged as the father of the English Enlightenment and whose views are reflected in the American Constitution. It is England that gave us William Wilberforce, whose efforts to end slavery in England and beyond were successful. You know, he continues on, and one of the things that Lutzer says is that America, whose image is tarnished with slavery, and he makes no bones about it, and we all know this, slavery is terrible. It's brought on incredible disadvantages to so many. And yet, he emphasizes that the same America, whose image is tarnished with slavery, whose founding father, some of whom kept slaves, is also the America that gave us the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and inventions like the telephone and pacemakers and light bulbs and the first electric digital computer and the Internet. You know, and he goes on and on. The, the same nation that sent people to the moon. But those who are writing some pieces of legislation want to look back and only highlight the bad while erasing much of the good and that which protects who we are. History, said Schlesinger, is to the nation much as memory is to the individual. You know, when I open up the pages of Scripture, I see over and over again God using the word remember. And there's a reason God tells us over and over and over again, remember. Because remembering connects us to who we are and to whose we are. And for that sense, it, we see the good, we see the bad, we see the ugly, but we also see the wonderful progress, and in the case of those of us of faith, the wonderful progress God has brought about. Now sure, looking back, some of those memories are going to be painful, but they're also powerful to remind us that despite the failures, good things like the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act happened to move us forward to that vision of a better union. So we have to be very careful not to let others tell us what to remember and what to forget. 
History is to the nation much as memory is to the individual. And the Equality Act is designed to make us forget a very important moment in the history of our country, one that upholds our First Amendment rights. Governments shall not substantially burden a person's exercise of religion, even if the burden results from a rule of general applicability. Remember our history. That's my thought on my walk with Erwin Lutzer and his excellent book, We Will Not Be Silenced, Responding Courageously to Our Culture's Assault on Christianity. Now the question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? Let me encourage you perhaps to begin with the idea of looking a little more closely at H.R. 5, taking some time to write to your senators, reminding them of the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act, that important moment in our history that is going to be erased if we sign on to the Equality Act today. Again, I want to encourage you, if you would, to uh, drop over to onmywalk.com, and when you get there, you can go to the bottom of the homepage and sign up to receive updates from us. We'll let you know of upcoming podcasts. We'll also provide a little opportunity for you to give us feedback on how we can make this time more beneficial for you. We'd love to hear from you. It takes a minute, but it would help us immensely. 